Bienvenidos a Radio Manea, y'all. My name is Vero Ayeti Flores. And I'm Miriam Soyla Perez, and we are two Latinx friends with wildly different music tastes. Each week we bring you music from the Latinx artists that we love, and this week we've got a special kind of little holiday episode for y'all mm-hmm. that Perez set up. <laughs> yeah, I felt committed to, to doing this again, um, and did a little research and decided to go with this theme. So let's take t- another listen to the first song, and we'll see if y'all can figure out what we're focusing on today. Um, this song is called A Comer Lechon, and it's by Sonora Ponceña. Let's take another listen. I was researching this episode after I found like four songs about Lechon on Christmas. I thought we've got a theme here. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> we're <laughs> focusing on songs that talk about f- holiday foods. Um, and Lechon is a big star of the Caribbean Christmas. So it's it's mm. going to show up quite a few times. I don't know if other people eat Lechon, if, like South American or I know in Mexico, like tamales are kind of like the center. I don't know if the people also eat pork, but um but for Puerto Ricans, Cubans, Dominicans, lechon is definitely the, the centerpiece. So in Venezuela, we don't have like lechon. Like lechon, when I think of lechon, I think of like the, somebody makes the whole pig. Like it's oh, like a whole pork situation. I We make pernil, which is like just like the leg, like a piece, you know? Right. Like I don't know. Like I don't know I don't if that's think, accurate. That's just like yeah. how I think about it, you yeah. know? Like. Yeah. But like when I think about lechon, maybe it's because I've been to like lechonerias in Puerto Rico where it's right. like they're making a whole pig because they're like selling it. You know, you know what I yeah. mean? I don't know. And I know that like also Cubans like make it make like a whole like, you know, younger, smaller pig in like un cajon, you know, uh-huh. like and stuff. Um, yeah. And it's done whole. But I don't know if lechon means like that whole thing. I don't or not, but, like, think so. I think of lechon and pernila as like interchangeable. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. And I think of pernila as like what Puerto Ricans call lechon. Oh, no, there's definitely a lechon in Puerto Rico. It's like I may, it might be how it's cooked. I don't really. Yeah, interesting. I don't really know. But when yeah, I've been I'm to not... like a lechoneria in Puerto Rico, it's right. like they're like it's like in it's brasa pork. and it's like it's a whole. They're cooking the whole thing and it's like on a spit. Interesting. You know, it's like a chambrasa. I mean, it's possible. I might. I might be. I might be misunderstanding. I mean, yeah, you're right that like the tradition on Nochebuena is to roast a whole pig in your backyard in like a makeshift spit kind of thing that is called a cajachina. Um, yeah, yeah, that's and, right. Yeah, you do a whole thing, but uh, to me, lechon is just roast pork. Yeah, um, I mean, it also might be like what harkening back to a time where like maybe like the family would raise a pig all year, and then they'd have to slaughter the animal, and it's like 
there's no way, you know, like, I guess you could, like, preserve it in different ways, but, like, you make the whole thing as, like, a feast for the holiday, you know? So I just, I just Googled it, and you're right, it does, the dictionary does say a whole pig roasted on a spit. But, Mm -hmm. and the word lechon comes from leche because it's a it's a way it's to young. say suckling you pig you can't yeah you can't yeah, roast pig. like a uh, like a, a very huge. big one they're so yep. big pigs can get really so you're big right. so lechon is like they're young yeah yeah you're right maybe now people call like you know they yeah. don't need to eat a whole thing so they'll roast like a, a leg or something and still mm-hmm. call it lechon because it's yeah. like a little extra to do a whole thing but right right yeah, that's, that that's is... what i've experienced but yeah you're right the official definition Got it. I do got have it. one friend, a Puerto Rican friend, who did that on New Year's one year, like rented a spit here in DC, and like, oh my did god, the that's my dream. It was kind I of intense though, because like... I felt like it wasn't. I had questions about whether it was like, cooked long enough, so I felt a little like, oh no, nervous. <laughs> oh no, oh no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, nobody got sick, so I think it was fine, but. Um, yeah, I think there was. I, it's you know, it's it's an art. Like you really have to know what you're doing. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I mean, when you're like, it's a whole animal butchery is not a joke. No. I imagine um, that in the old days it was probably a special thing on Christmas, you know, because like yeah, people exactly. didn't have it's access. Like probably right. the only time that you do yeah. it. You don't have access to like that much meat all the time, and like yeah, and also killing like a, a baby pig and whatever. It's like a special thing, but obviously now a lot of people have a lot more access to to cheap meat for better or for worse, yeah. you know. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. So we pernil, which is like my dad makes like with like, like he'll like have a whole leg, which is still so much food. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm assuming that the pig is grown. So like, it's like a lot still, but like, yeah. Um, you know, we have a whole big family. Well, and we're going to get into a little bit more about, which we've talked about before about like the special Venezuelan Christmas mm-hmm. item besides mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I guess like I've never actually been to like a gringo Christmas celebration, I don't think. But like, mm. I guess ham is what they eat. Like people have like a tr- Christmas ham. It's, I don't like, know. A I've never been American... to one either. Yeah. I've I th- never that's, been to one either. It's my sense from like popular culture <laughs> is that but people also, eat like a Christmas ham. I've been asking people and people seem to be like less in, I don't know. Like I have a friend who I asked what they did on Christmas and they said they would like be in PJs, open presents, have breakfast, and then that's it. It was like a day off. Right. Sometimes which it's like is a Christmas breakfast. Me. Christmas breakfast which is or a brunch. Me. Yeah. yeah, because like, like I think that this is where the like white people in matching PJs situation comes up because that's the celebration, the opening presents in the morning, you mm-hmm. know? And whereas like for us, it's like the evening in la sala. Mm-hmm. Like dress yeah. to the nines, sala vibes. Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah, yeah, it's all about Christmas Eve. Yep. So it kind of like makes sense when you look at this music because this is dance music. This is party mm-hmm. music. So it kind of goes with this like very festive. Um, yeah, very festive. Like this is not like Christmas morning music. Although you know you could have a turn up on Christmas morning, but but yeah, sure, it's all about yeah. it's all about Nature One. It's all about Christmas Eve. Okay, let's take a listen to the next one um, that continues this theme. This is from El Gran Combo de Puerto Rico. It's called La Fiesta del Pollito, in parentheses, a comer pasteles. Let's take a listen. Quizás este año tengamos más 
Gran Combo is some of my favorite Christmas music because they have like a number of really good songs about Nochebuena and about this time of yeah. year. And yeah. this is another I, one of them. Yeah, and I feel like something about El Gran Combo really gets at like the vibe of what Christmas is in Latin America. Um, mm-hmm. I used to be like a big hater of Christmas and I realized at some juncture that I actually just don't connect with like the um the way people celebrate christmas in the united states um like this quote-unquote season or whatever like i've just like i have no i think it's because i just have no cultural connection to it even though i've been here for so long i never like it never clicked for me i was just like i don't like this you know like the way that um i experienced christmas coming up was like so celebratory like in the sense in like you know like not just family coming together but like you know like sort of like a party vibe to be honest you know but like um not it's i don't know it and it feels like like this you know like this like el gran combo like dancing like you know coquito or in venezuela we have ponche crema like some kind of like creamy rum punch situation is common among the Caribbean. Um, And it's just like festive in a really different sort of vibe. Like the vibe is just very different. And because, you know, like we would have our own family Christmas on Christmas, but like the rest of the season would just be like, whatever, like whatever Christmas is here. And I just never connected. And I realized at some point that I'm like, oh, this is, that's because I like this, you know, like I don't like, whatever like the, the american the present is. stuff is it the is it the commercialism of it that you don't like i mean i i don't like that surely but it's also commercial in venezuela like i'm not you know mm-hmm. it's not like it's not capitalism there you know like they tried but they, fa- they failed yeah. um and uh I, I think it's just like the vibe is much more lit and like sort of party like and so like like it's basically everybody's like we're not really gonna work right now we're just gonna have fun and it's gonna be like i don't know like i feel like here it's also like it's winter it's like hot chocolate it's like baking cookies with your family and like that's like Mm. it's like more like maybe wholesome in a particular (laughs) white supremacist way that like Mm. is i just don't vibe with at all you know Mm. interesting and it's also like maybe a little bit more 
as much of the culture in the United States is, is more like um, nuclear family vibes instead right. of like extended, 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 and like not really family, but you call them your cousins anyway vibes, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. I can definitely see that. Because um, I think the like, you know, the the sort of joke about like how Christmas starts like earlier and earlier every year, right? Like when people pull out the decorations and when they put on the music and stuff like that, yeah, um, you yeah. know, it just starts early and earlier. But like, that's not unique to the US. Like I know our friend Maria Elena was like posting jokes about like Dominican Christmas starts in July. <laughs> you know, it's like not just, I think, Americans that like want to celebrate that season in an extended fashion. But I do understand what you're saying. I think there is um, something that matches like the American uh, sort of like isolationist like nuclear family focus thing that that doesn't lend itself to like this huge party where like you know no hay cama patente gente which is like the other yeah yeah um, <laughs> the other el combo song el, el gran combo song that i really like that is like expresses i think that of just like i i want to have that's like my ideal you know is like a family situation where there's just like people everywhere and it's just like a really a lovely like gathering of of everybody mm-hmm. from every corner, you know, all together. And it hasn't necessarily been possible. I think in, in the diaspora, I think it's been harder. Like my family, you know, it was much more true when I was younger. And then the family's just gotten more geographically divided. And also then there's like beef and whatever, you know, stuff happens. Um, and we don't have these huge Noche Buena gatherings like we used to. Um, but, you know, they do exist. Like my cousins, you know, in-laws do it. You know, it's like it exists in different pieces of, of the family. But I'm not, it's not like the center of my of my you know, Noche Buena experience anymore. So I think I understand what you're saying, even though I'm a little bit more, I think, into, like, the sort of, like, holiday cheer part of, like, you know, because I think yeah. the lights are pretty and the tree is pretty and, like, whatever, you know, and I feel like we got to get joy where we can get it, you know? Yeah, 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 absolutely. I'm trying to be better about it because I yeah. don't want to be such a hater. And I know, <laughs> like, the food is pr- the thing that you're most into, right? Besides, like, the family vibe, it's the food, right? Yeah, really, my family is, like a lot you know like I love it and I love like seeing everybody and it's also like it can be overwhelming you know but mm-hmm. I I do what I appreciate so much about my family is how deeply um held to uh tradition around food they are you know yeah and even new traditions like my dad like lately like now that he has like more money available to him than he used to like will buy like a whole leg of prosciutto and like, like, does he buy the, the one from Costco? Like, yes, the one from Costco. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Where else would they get this idea? Oh my he buys god! The one from Costco I and like saw that. Sets it up. That's sets amazing. It up and like, we'll like, it'll be like okay, like this time of year, like we just like <laughs> can get you know like prosciutto <laughs> you know and he loves you know my dad loves a charcuterie so right right um you know the being the um venezuelan italian man that he is yeah food brings um, people together uh, so but like now this is like a tradition now like he started doing it like four years ago or something like that like probably like the the year it became available at costco Uh he like saw it there and (laughs) bought it and then started buying it ever since this is a great idea yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and now it's like it's not christmas if we can't just like take prosciutto at will from the leg that's sitting there I definitely saw like a TikTok about that that leg of prosciutto and then I saw it at Costco and I was like, oh, I recognize this. <laughs> Not something that yeah. I could imagine consuming because I just don't have enough people to eat that. But um, but yeah, I love a tradition. And then, you know, a cured meat is meant to last a long time. So it's ideal for this sort of Yeah, yeah, exactly. Situation. 
But they are very big on like food traditions, like both mm-hmm. like Venezuelan food traditions. And then my dad, um, I think I've talked about before, he was born in Venezuela, but his family were Italian immigrants. So he has like the same like sort of immigrant kid mentality of like keeping those food traditions alive. Mm. And so we make like we make like these like ravioli where we make the pasta and we make the filling and we make mm. all the ravioli and we make this beautiful broth that they go in. Yum. And it's just like this whole like, you know, this whole like extensive food project that what's, we do what's the filling the filling is like this like combination of like pork like like it's like i think it's like you put like a chunk of mortadella in there and like a chunk of ham and then like a chunk of like some other stuff like other pork and then you like grind it up into like a little paste and you make a little mm. balls and then like that goes inside of the rip ra- so it's like a pork ravioli not like cheese everything has so much meat in it <laughs> everything has so much it's like it actually does have cheese in it i think it also has parmesan in it it's okay. like you mix like the ground up and fried charcuterie with it's i think it's, i'm pretty sure it's a recipe from bologna which is not where my uh family's from but i think that like my grandma got this recipe from like some italian neighbor in venezuela and wow. then it became our christmas thing well that sounds amazing um yeah let's take a, let's take a listen to this next one this is the last one about lechon i could have kept going y'all there were more but i decided that three was probably enough um so let's take a listen to this last one about lechon it's called lechon 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 and it's victor manuel <laughs> another great salsa by lechon you know it's like what more what's not to love i know like i said i could have put at least two more songs that were basically about lechon but i decided (laughs) this is probably enough for one episode but i want to give a shout out to johnny ventura has one called yo traigo la salsa pa tu lechon it's not necessarily christmas specific but um also a great song and we love johnny ventura he's dominican so um yeah there's just a lot of really great uh So it seems like, and this is, you know, again, from like not, I didn't do like the most research possible, but I did, I spent a good amount of time um, trying to find songs from outside the Caribbean about food for the holidays. And it seems like 
the music from other places tends toward the more traditional, like, religious music, you know, about El Niño mm. Jesús and Los Reyes Magos and, you know, all the different things, Los Peces en el Rio, like, all the different things that um, are more really traditional to, like, the religious themes. I'm not saying Caribbeans aren't religious. I think they very much are. But I don't know if it just became a thing and then it was, like this is a type of music that people are into so that sort of like created a trend because like people liked these songs that were about the party and the food and whatever mm, I'm, I'm not mm-hmm, sure that would mm-hmm. be maybe my theory um because i really couldn't find much um i have a i have two songs that sort of try to get there but i couldn't find that much outside of the caribbean of people really singing about food traditions i know food is a huge part of you know, everyone's tradition. It's not yeah, specific yeah, to the Caribbean for sure, you know? So if y'all know songs, I'd really be curious, but I did consult, um, two rather than a, uh, friends and experts that I'll talk about when I get to the song that they suggested to try and see, <laughs> you know, cause obviously we are outside of the cultural context. Like I'm just much more familiar with this music, but, um, even they had trouble coming up with stuff. So that's my theory is yeah. that maybe, somebody decided to do this and then they're like oh this people like this this is a thing now we can create more music that kind of goes along this theme I can particularly see that. in I like salsa that. in the salsa yeah. um arena yeah um i think the food tradition stuff is really interesting do your traditions get tied to certain times you're like okay on Noche when we do x and then we do the ravioli on christmas day or like is it varied up? yeah yeah we do do that we because my dad like i said was um like a Venezuelan kid from an Italian immigrant family, his family celebrated actually on Christmas day. Um, so, uh, like they do in Italy. And so we eat like this, like Italian feast on Christmas day, but then uh, on Christmas Eve, on Ochoena, we have like the Venezuelan style celebration, which is like the ayacas, the pan de jamón, and salada gallina, and then pernil usually with that as well. Um, but yeah, that's what we would do. How about you? What did you all have like any specific food related traditions? I know that your mom is Jewish, but did your dad yeah. have any like I mean, when we would go to my abuela's house back when like Noche when I was like a bigger thing. I mean, I think it was yeah. kind of the, the things you'd expect, like some sort of roast pork. We I we never did like the whole pig in the backyard that I can remember. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, some sort of mm-hmm. roast pork, rice and beans, maduros, you know, kind of the things that you might expect. I think of um, a particular type of flan is like a Christmas Eve thing, which is a, a flan de queso, which is just like a, a thicker, oh, creamier flan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't actually know. You know, that's just something I've associated with it as an adult. Um, and then Christmas Day, we would just do like Santa Claus presents would be like Christmas mm. morning. So like mm-hmm, all the presents mm-hmm. would be opened in the evening that were like presents to each other. And then in the morning, there would be like Santa Claus presents. So sort of this like hybrid sort of bringing in that aspect of like the American tradition. Um, and then my mom actually, so like the Jewish Christmas thing to do is to eat Chinese food and go to a movie, which I've noticed like as we've done this yeah, over the years yeah. in North Carolina, that more and more people who are not Jewish do it, who I think, yeah, maybe they have Christmas breakfast and then they're like done and they're like, okay, let's, you know, go out to a movie or like, let's get food from the, you know, one restaurant that's open, which is generally like mm-hmm. Chinese. There probably mm-hmm. are other immigrant restaurants at this point that are also open on Christmas, but I think that's yeah. been like a tradition for a long time. So that's like the the Jewish Christmas thing to do. Um, How about for Hanukkah? Did you all have like, I don't know, make tostones or some, something else? I know. It's funny. I was actually just Hanukkah? talking to someone who's like a, who's a, a like, 
Mexican American who converted uh-huh. to Judaism, and we were talking about like what are these potential sort of like yeah because the the story of Hanukkah is really just about oil. It's not about right, potatoes. Right. It's just about right. oil. Like the oil is symbolic of like the yeah, story of deep Hanukkah. Fried. That's why donuts exactly. are a thing. Donuts, also yeah. Around so, Hanukkah, yeah. yeah. Latkes and donuts. So yeah, I mean technically you could fry anything for Hanukkah, but you know it's interesting. We didn't despite it being like a Cuban Jewish context, like there, I have to ask my mom if there, there might be things that are synchronicity that I don't realize, you know, that like are like the combination Mm. of the two that I, that I just don't even notice because that's like what I'm used to. But most of the things I can think of are pretty, it's like there's Jewish food and there's Cuban food. It's not like, you mix them together in a particular way. I mean, also Cuban food is very... like you're going to make tostones because that's fried and that's Cuban. Right. No. (laughs) I mean, also Hanukkah is a very like... It's a very sort of um, the importance of Hanukkah has been very like uh, yeah inflated yeah. by the U.S. specifically by I think yeah. by Christmas yeah. yeah so I don't even know what, if they celebrated Hanukkah in Cuba I should ask mm-hmm. my mom you know mm-hmm. like it's it's not actually like a particularly important holiday when it comes to the right, holidays right but um but yeah things fried in oil are are really tasty so it's true you could totally do like maduros and that I mean they definitely ate Cuban food but I don't know that they. Yeah, I can't think of examples where where the two things are mixed, but I would love to. to I'm gonna ask her. I've been yeah. meaning to ask her this because I think it's really interesting. And then obviously Cuban food is a lot of pork. Obviously, but lechon, lechon, lechon. Oh, right, and, um, right. <laughs> you know, Jews technically, you know, traditionally people who keep kosher don't eat pork. So she didn't grow up like they wouldn't have pork in the house. Um, and we actually actually didn't really have pork in our house growing up. But then now she does. Like she doesn't really care. Got it. So yeah, she's not yeah. particularly religious. But yeah, there was some like you know some. Cuban things were not really eaten by Jews. Well, I feel like there's a lot of potential for like a Cuban Hanukkah party. Yeah. You can like make tostones, make little panelitas. There's know, so many like things all you can fry. Of good deep fried, uh-huh. Uh-huh. you know, Cuban foods. <laughs> I know. Well, this person I talked to, she's trying to put together like a an alternative Hanukkah cookbook with like some of these kinds of recipes. And I was like, that's kind of a great idea. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what comes out of that. But yeah, I feel like I'm yeah. still kind of trying to build my own traditions, you know, like um, yeah. as an adult and like I, you know, maybe 10 years ago I started having like a little Christmas tree. And this year I finally got a fake tree because the real trees are expensive and like the needles are so messy to clean up. I was just like, I can't, it's just such a pain to do that. And yeah. Just like, yeah. My I love having the little tree. also really into Christmas and she likes to get a tree and stuff. And mm-hmm. sometimes like that, that's just a mess. It's messy. <laughs> it's mess. expensive. It's not, I mean, it's questionable about the environmental impact. So I finally just got myself a little fake tree and it's a lot nicer than I expected. So this is my first year with a new, a new tradition. Yeah. But yeah. I'm used to fake trees because we do not have conifers in the tropics. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Have, Surprisingly, like, the hegemonic American tradition of a Christmas tree. You know, so. I should ask. Actually, I don't know if my grandmother's tree was fake or not, but we would always get a real tree in North Carolina. So, but I yeah. wonder if my Wella had a. I should ask. I'll ask my aunt. But I'm going to Miami this year for Christmas, which I haven't done since I was a kid, to be with like my extended family. So yeah, I'm excited to you know um, do some new things for Christmas and actually maybe see you too, which would be fun. Yeah. Maybe I'll get to try this ravioli you were just talking about. That sounds amazing. Oh my God. Yes. If my, uh, I think that, I think that we can make that happen. (laughs) No pressure. Um, I would love that. And my parents would love that too. It sounds amazing. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. So this song is actually the, your one contribution to this, um, from, from Venezuela. So do you want to introduce this song for us? 
Yeah, so this is a gaita, which if you all have listened to any of our previous um, episodes or on holiday music before, you will be familiar with the gaita, which is like just a Venezuelan Christmas musical tradition that really is from like Maracaibo, which is like the northwest of Venezuela, but um, it's really become all of Venezuela's musical tradition. And um, I was like, okay, you're doing some food stuff. Like, let's think about a food gaita. And mm-hmm. I found this one. So this is called Sabor a Yaca, and it's by Maragaita. Sabor a Yaca. Comúnmente se prepara como una exquisita yaca. Es una gaita zuliana para alegrar la parranda. Es la musa prodigiosa de la grey maracaibera. Se pone más sabrosa cuando la fiesta es para afuera. siempre, porque tiene más sabor. Una gaita y una yaca hacen las más más alegres. Los sabrosos alicientes para pasarla mejor. Sabor, sabor a yaca. Como nuestra Navidad. Siempre hace falta. Para la Pascua gozar. Y para siempre. Cuando preparan ayacas al ritmo de gaita pura Se desborda la alegría en la fiesta de sembrina Ella es como la ambrosía de la ciudad maravilla So do you feel like ayacas have any relationship to tamales? They kind of have a similar... Yeah, they're like the same. It's just a different name for it. Like I found a, um, a while back, I found a, like a Caribbean sort of map of how different countries across the Caribbean call their like little packets of, um, Mm. of dough and meat that are wrapped up in a leaf, you know? <laughs> like, that's, like, the... There is, like, a tradition, like, from Mexico to... And, like, Central America and the Caribbean of this, of, like, having, like, dough and meat wrapped in a leaf. And, like, the leaf changes, which, mm-hmm. you know, like, in Venezuela and some other countries, like, in the Caribbean, like, we do a banana leaf, whereas, like, in Central America, it might be more common to do a corn leaf. Um, the dough can change like a lot of places I think mostly do corn but like in Puerto Rico the dough is made out of um, uh, of plantain um, so like and then like the meat also like this it's like a stew like a meat stew also changes and the, the story that I know around ayacas is that it's um, very tied to the ways that like people who were enslaved were able to have a celebration, mm. right? With like the stew being like really Spanish influence, but sort of like the dregs of whatever the masters ate mm. and um, made into like a delicious stew. And then like the dough being like really like um, 
part of like indigenous traditions and then wrapping it all up in a banana leaf, which I think, again, is like a, a tradition that comes from Africa. That's a story that I know about the Ayaka. I think that mm. I don't know like what how much truth there really is to that, because so much about like the like all three of us are here stories about like Venezuelan and Latin American culture more generally are sort of like in service of like mestizaje and erasure of blackness in particular blackness and indigeneity so i um i don't know i would love to read a very like historically accurate cultural history of the ayaka but that's that's what i know about it yeah it makes sense i mean there's a lot of foods that have that that have that lineage like um oxtails is something i've been thinking about recently which i think has i love oxtails so much you know i've never actually had them and i really want to try them and i found a like a black Caribbean spot nearby that has them that I want to try. But Cubans also eat it. They call it rabo encendido, but I've never tried the Cuban version of it. But yeah, that's another meat, right? That's like, was not seen as like a prime cut of meat, but that it's so expensive now figured out how to cook. Well, I know because it's like a delicacy. Yeah. I mean, it is a delicacy and it's been a delicacy, but I think that like, I don't know, people didn't, um, (laughs) want to buy it before but now i guess they do i don't know it's like like trendy yeah it may be i don't know but i feel like but so i grew up like we ate like sancocho a lot Mm. like so we would make like a um like just like a sancocho cruzado sometimes or just like a beef sancocho and uh, and like with like thick pieces of oxtail it's so delicious um but i love oxtail in all of its formats really so we also have a, um, there's a Cuban version of the tamal. It's not in my association, like connected to holidays necessarily, yeah. but okay. um, I've never tried to make it, but I want to. And it's in a corn husk and it's a, a corn masa filling. Um, oh, it's in a corn husk. It is in a corn husk. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. And it was, um, I'm reading about it right now, actually on this website um, of this, these Cuban cookbook guys. And yeah, apparently they used to use this particular type of field corn. Um to make the masa, which makes sense. And then why they would use the corn husks. They're, they're doing it from corn from the field, but it's good. It's, it's a little sweeter in my memory and has like, usually has like, it's not a filling the way that um, Mexicans do it. You just mix the meat into the masa. So it's sort of gone throughout. Um, So yeah, it's like everybody's got a different version of, of a similar, of similar dish because so many of the influences are the same. Like you're saying African influences, Spanish influence, indigenous influences. yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think I did get to try your ayacas one time because you had some in the freezer and it was really tasty. Mm, yes, I love them so much. Okay, so now we're getting to the non-Caribbean part of the episode. <laughs> um, our bias always shows, but I, I did try, y'all. I did try. Um, so <laughs> this is the one song that I found. Uh, song, parody is probably a better word for this. Um that references some of the Mexican traditions, which tamales are like a big Mexican tradition, right? Like people often spend, you know, a couple of days making them for the holidays. It's like a big part of that. Um, and I don't, I don't imagine it's not just Mexico, but I, that's the, the context that I know it. Um, so I found this song or this parody that talks a little bit about that. So let's take a listen to Pancho Klaus by Lalo Guerrero. Was the night before Christmas And all through the casa Mama, she was busy Preparing the masa To make the tamales For the tamalada And all the ingredients For the enchiladas 
Papá in the front room with all the muchachas was dancing the mambo and doing the cha-cha. My brothers and sisters were having a ball listening to the Beatles sing rock and roll. When all of a sudden I heard such a racket, I jumped out of bed, I put on my jacket, I went to the window and in front of the house was my old Uncle Pedro as drunk as a louse. He ran in the house and he grabbed the guitar, he let out a yell, <laughs> and sang, Guadalajara, 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 Guadalajara. I was starting to wonder as I lay there alone how old Santa Claus was to visit my home. So this whole thing is kind of, I mean, it's a parody and it's kind of, interestingly, I, I didn't know that much about him, but I looked up, looked into him for this and, and this seems like a kind of part of what he did over and over in his career was like these parodies that kind of poked fun at, I think, the stereotypes of Mexicans from like an American vantage point. So some of what he's saying sounds almost like problematic or even like the way he's talking or the things he's, you know, about his drunk uncle and whatever, but it's like a parody meant to sort of... Um, yeah, sort of point out the sort of interaction between like American and Mexican Chicano culture and like the stereotypes yeah. and, and the relationship to something like Santa Claus from like a Mexican point of view and, and that kind of thing. And so mm-hmm. that's what he's doing here. But at the beginning, obviously, he talks about um, the, the kind of same context we've been talking about around like food and partying and dancing and like that being, you know, a big part of, I think, Latinx traditions, not just in the Caribbean. Yeah, yeah. Have you heard? Had you heard of him before, Lalo Guerrero? Um, I don't know. If I have, I don't remember. It yeah. seems like a name that I sort of know, but only because it seems like it's. I don't know if it's like I actually know it, or um, or if it's like Lalo and Guerrero are both like right. common enough names that it seems familiar. Familiar, yeah. You know? I feel like we haven't, our our podcast has really been more focused on like, I would say probably like the 50s and 60s to today. And this, he's a little bit earlier. This is from 1969, but he yeah, he's like 40s, yeah. 50s, 60s. I feel like he's a little early for us. And also because he's from like the Chicano sub, kind of subtext, it's not context. It's not like as much what we focus on, but he sounds like an interesting guy. He was, he was an activist. He worked closely with Cesar Chavez and like the farm worker movements and then he was a big his music was a big part of like the zoot suit pachuco mm-hmm. pachuca subculture of the 40s and 50s um that was like an important sort of point of like anti-assimilation in some ways like a creation of a of yeah. a unique and specific chicano culture rather than like just trying to assimilate into american culture or trying to sort of stay true to like a mexicanness that wasn't really true for people who were now immigrants or the children of immigrants in the mm-hmm. u.s mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. yeah, I saw the zoot suit in the um, in the YouTube mm-hmm. link that I um, yeah. that I clicked on. But yeah, yeah. So he's according to Wikipedia, he's the father of Chicano music. I'm like, that's a pretty big label. So oh, I think he's got it. I think right. he's, maybe we need to look into. Yeah, Lala I think Lala we probably should. Yeah, yeah. He's done, he did a few parodies, but that's not all he did. This is just like he just did a couple of them, and I thought that, that this was kind of funny, so I wanted to bring it. Yeah. So then I, um, like I said, I I had to consult some people, some non-Caribbean folks to see if (laughs) they had some ideas. So I, um, I texted, uh, 
Pat from Decolores Radio and um, Justin Favifav from Latinos Who Lunch to see if they had some ideas for me. They had some good ideas for our telephone episode. So I thought maybe they'd have some for this. And neither of them could come up with anything immediately, which I think is a sign that that maybe it isn't as big of a thing. I mean, you know, they Mm -hmm. only represent, you know, Mexico, Guatemala, like they're not the whole of the rest of Latin America. But um, surely, yeah. And then Justin did pull up this uh, Christmas album from La Sonora Sonora Dinamita. And they had two songs that were like loosely connected to food on that album. So let's take a listen to Erron de Vinola by La Sonora Dinamita. Yeah, so these folks are a Mexican-Colombian um, group that just does a lot of cumbia. Um, so this song itself like doesn't actually reference Christmas, but it's talking about this ron de vinola, which from a little bit of Googling seems like a type of um, alcohol made from piña, some sort of pineapple-derived mm. thing. It sounds really yummy, yeah. Um, and another song on this album is called La Piña Madura. So there's some sort of piña theme going on here. But um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's on a Christmas album, but the song is not specifically about Christmas. But I was like, well, rum, drinking, you know, I feel like that's yeah, definitely yeah. A, a part of the festejando for Noche Buena, for better or for worse. Um, so yeah, I sure. thought that I would bring this. Um, and the pineapple, it seems like kind of funny for Christmas, although obviously if you're in the Caribbean, not yeah. so strange. But I, I remember yeah. that like gringo is also... Oftentimes the the ham is like the ham has baked with pineapple, yeah. yeah. Which I'm like, where does that come from in the United States context? Like that feels that's so interesting. Very random to me. I don't I don't know that much about American holiday traditions. Yeah, one of the things that we were talking about before is that if we maybe like lacked the knowledge to be able to search for the food a little bit more. like just better like and the only reason I asked that is because uh, the reason that I was able to find this like gaita about ayacas is that I looked up gaita sobre comida you right. know what I mean like yeah. and I know about gaitas and that gaitas are Christmas music and they're a genre of music enjoyed in Christmas in Venezuela right but I think um, it's possible that there might be some other ones so if you know of any definitely ping us and let us know we'd love to find more for sure yep 
Yeah, I think you're right that like, you know, it was easy to find songs called Lechon, 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 like in the title. And also like, <laughs> I'm familiar with some of those songs already from listening to like Caribbean Christmas music. Um, but but yeah, the, you know, yeah, the fact that even these friends who are, you know, because there are a lot of Mexican songs about music. I mean, about food. Remember, we did an episode with Favi Fav and, and um, Babelito back in the day with Latino Su Lunch. And it was all about songs about food. So it's not like there aren't mm-hmm. food songs. Um and he did mention and we were texting about the cholesterol song, which I think he brought to that episode. He's like, well, one of my cousins, when he's getting his like third plate, always sings this cholesterol song, you know, <laughs> me sube el cholesterol, <laughs> um, which makes sense. But uh, but yeah, yeah, it's not specific to, to Christmas. So. Um, so, yeah, but that's our little journey, uh, our little food journey for the holidays. So I hope you all are going to eat something. Eat something yummy, no matter what you're doing, and um, yeah, be with people that you want to spend time with. Yeah. Well, thank you all so much for listening. We appreciate your um, journey with us with food. (laughs) And (laughs) um, as always, all the information from all these songs is going to be in our show notes. You can um, make sure you're following us on social media. We also have a newsletter and those links are in the show notes as well. Also, this is our last episode of the year. So we're going to take a little break for El Año Nuevo. um, And we'll be back in January with new episodes. So I hope you have a lovely end of the year and take good care. Thank you so much, Samaita, for all the editing. And hasta la próxima, y'all. Ciao.